Cousin Judy got ambushed today. She did. They That's sprung right. this on me. We did. <laughs> no better time to talk about travel in America than when you were with Cousin Judy. Let's roll. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hey, listeners. Ever wonder what it would be like to blow up your comfort zone at the tender age of 50? Well, we did just that. When our last kid went off to college, we hit the road in search of a new hometown. Now we bounce from city to city and bring you along for the ride. This is the Skip Town All-Stars podcast. Welcome back, All-Stars, to another episode. We are very excited about this one. We have a special guest today. It is none other than our cousin, Judy. We've come to know her well, and you are about to get to know her even better as well. Why don't you uh, do the honors in introducing cousin Judy? Judy has been uh, a travel, I I hate to say agent because that seems so archaic. What is the new PC term for what you do? I've always considered myself as a travel advisor. That is perfect because that's really what you do. Judy doesn't just book tickets or hotel rooms for people. She's actually a person that uh, creates an experience. So if you want to go somewhere, I tell everybody, oh, you've got to find someone like my cousin, Judy. Not only does she create an experience for you, outside the United States, but she also can tell you where to go in the United States. And she has traveled so much herself. So we're going to stick just to the continental US and just kind of pick her brain about like what to do, where to go. But the first thing I'm going to ask is what was your very first travel experience? Like how old were you when you left your home and experienced something different? From the time I was about nine years old, uh, my father would wake us up 3.30, 3.30, 4 a.m., say, get ready, the car's packed, we're headed to Santa Fe and Taos, or we're headed to Colorado, or we're headed to California. From where? Where did From you live? From Texas. I lived, I, we lived in a, in a close suburb of, of Dallas. It was every August on the dot, first couple of weeks of August, we would he'd pack up the car, get ready and go, and that's when I truly discovered the vastness of this country. So what was your very first trip? Was it Santa Fe? No, actually it was California because my father's brother had uh, died very young. So my father wanted to visit his gravesite. So off we went and that was the San Joaquin Valley. Even at my very young age, I got exposed to visiting vineyards. We even went to see a couple of vineyards. And of course, back then, you're talking, you know, late 50s, early 60s. It's certainly not the Napa and Sonoma that you know these days. And then we went up to San Francisco, to the Muir Woods, uh, to the Redwood Forest. And and it was just, it was really a very eye-opening experience. And we ended up actually... One of the last stops was Salt Lake, Salt Lake City, and we got there when there was a Mormon dance convention wow. going on in our hotel, which was also okay. a convention center. But yes. back then, I mean, really, Salt Lake probably was just Mormon. Now it is um, more integrated because of the college and how many students uh, come in from other states. But in the 50s or 60s, or when you no, went- it was strictly Mormon, yes. Oh, wow. And okay. it was it was very interesting to to meet people outside the hotel even, but but to be there watching this, what was going on at this dance dance convention with all these young Mormons, it was- How it was, was the dance? Really- Did they leave room for Jesus in between them? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was watching from afar and I was okay. only, like I said, maybe nine years old. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Interesting to see though. Okay, so that so, was the very first one, yeah. So then what led you later to want to make travel your career? I did marry very young and um, my husband was in the Air Force. Uh -huh. So um, he was stationed in uh, Germany. Oh. So that was really an experience. That was truly a, you know, just thrown into the middle of things because yeah. we didn't live on the base. We lived off base. So I had oh. to deal with learning some German and learning how to go to the market, the Fleisch market, the bakery, and and all of those different things. How long were you there? How long were you stationed um, in Germany? About, what city? We were north of Munich. Okay. In Augsburg. So we were there for about two years, close to two years. Did you learn a lot of German? Well, I did. But of course, you know, that was a long time ago. So I can still get by. <laughs> <laughs> but that that offered us the opportunity to travel around. So we made it to Belgium. We made it to France. Uh, we made it to Switzerland. And I learned to ski in Austria. Wow. Oh, what a beautiful so, place to learn to ski. Most yeah. of us don't know. know how to ski. And if we learn, we learn in Wisconsin, not Austria. Yeah. And in fact, I learned at a, a beautiful place in Austria that's still to this day not very well known to people in the U.S. It's mostly, you know, Germanic and Austrians and uh from the continent that goes skiing there, it's called Kitzbühel. Ooh. And it's just this bucolic, beautiful place with mountain chalets and, and a beautiful little town center and thing, you know. Okay, so perfect. you heard that. If yeah, you're what's the name of that again? <laughs> Kitzbühel. It's K-I-T-Z-B-U-E-L, Kitzbühel, Austria. That's your insider tip. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Judy has actually tons of them, I but know. Uh, that's just that's just the one right off the top of the list. Yeah, and then we moved to the United Kingdom. Oh, we hear um, uh, it yeah, sounds like a dog to our listeners. But However, it's, it's not. It's a it's a crane. It's a crane. Yeah, we're outside. <laughs> it's the resident crane in the pond behind yes. the house. I guess we should explain to those who are not watching us on YouTube. Uh, we are actually recording on Cousin Judy's patio directly behind us. There's a well-stocked pond, which is why I think the crane likes to hang around. Yes, and so and, does the uh, alligator. Yeah, and the alligator. <laughs> and so, we just uh, heard a huge splash. So I thought it was, I looked at Judy, my eyes got very big. The gator doesn't make that much noise. Yeah. Oh, He's very that, stealthy. Okay, that that's very scary. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where did you go after that? To the United Kingdom. Okay. And we lived there for about two years. Oh, okay. So after that, um, we were separated. And so I had to start a, start a new kind of path in my life. And I went to work uh, for a wine distributor. Mm. So there were lots of trips out to Napa Valley and Sonoma. Um, there were trips to France, to Italy, you wow. know, all sorts of places. And so that was wonderful during that time period. Mm -hmm. But I realized after a while later on that I was still missing seeing a lot of the United States that mm -hmm. I hadn't been to. Right. Okay. So let's get right to it. Let's just say a family of five in the United States, they want to go on a trip. What would you suggest? The ages are, I'm going to throw it out there. Oh, I don't know. 10 years old, 12 years old, 14. Okay. Well, a lot that depends on a lot, but- the budget is a major concern, especially these days. Okay, yeah. talk the, about the, that then. The okay, so a family is, is of five a, calls you. So I, I ask them, what is their budgetary expectation? What what do they think they have to spend or want to spend on this on this particular okay, trip? Okay, they're going to be gone for a week. 
And it also depends on the destination. Are they choosing a more expensive destination like Boston or maybe Washington, D.C.? They want all the kids to see, actually experience yeah, what- Yeah, the memorials you know, and all that. Well, and and the, the memorials and, and to see, to go to the Supreme Court, to yeah. go to, you know, Congress, to see, you know, everything there is to see. And then there are some fabulous, I mean, the Smithsonian- Okay, let's just cut to it. We're not talking educational trip because my kids, if I took a 14, 12-year-old <laughs> and 10-year-old Judy, they would have <laughs> jumped out of the car if we were going to go to D.C. or Boston for an educational trip. Just a fun family vacation. A lot of kids of all ages would love the different parts of that. There's the there's the Air and Space Museum. Okay. There's the Spy Museum, which all kids love. Sure. Okay. So there there are certain diversions so that they like would really DC would be a good family trip yes, for a family it would. of five. Okay. I think so. Absolutely. There's lots of festivals they have going on downtown every single weekend of, of the year, just about. Mm-hmm. So no matter, you know, when you chose. It's fairly easy to get around D.C. It's only when you leave D.C. proper do you start to get into really bad traffic situations. So you don't okay. need a car in D.C. So you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily need a car if you stayed right downtown. But, you know, there again, you have to look at the expense part of is it. Is it expensive? But, is D.C. like New York? New York is expensive for a family of five. So okay. I would say choose a time. When Congress is not in session. (laughs) (laughs) And why? Why? Because there are no journalists around taking up hotel rooms. There are no dignitaries. There are no lobbyists. There, you know, none of those are in in town when when Congress isn't in session. So there's a there are a couple of hotels which I have uh, I have booked for people in the past. And let's say that they went in June or let's say they went in May when it was cherry blossom time and and also Congress was still in session and there were lots of things going on, you know, during that week. And a hotel room could be as much as four hundred dollars a night, maybe mm. maybe That's a five lot for a if you need. Of five. Oh my <clears throat> yeah, gosh. But if you go <clears throat> at a different time, it could be as little as like two hundred a night. Almost half. Right. What are vacation trends in the United States? I mean, I always thought that a family of five just always, they always request the beach, the beach. But clearly, that's not the case. You you know, you telling, you saying here that D.C. is a great place to take kids or even Boston. So what's popular right now? Do you know? Well, I would say, for instance, like this Santa Fe and Taos area is very popular because they've got a, a lot of things that kids could enjoy. They have, um, they if, if you're into climbing, there's lots of climbing. You can go out to yeah. the Davis Mountains. You can go out to the Pueblos. If you want, uh, I mean, Santa Fe is like big for street performers. And yeah. I mean, yeah. not buskers who just sit on the, no. the corner, but actual putting together performances right and it has has great restaurants that are great for families it has it, a couple of times a year there's the big balloon festival oh yes yes that's true uh-huh. exactly and there are just lots of things to do out there so that's been you know I'd say that's kind of a trend I'm seeing that people want to go to more than just one destination oh. so there have been a few companies including Disney Travel Company, that put together packages to go to three or four different destinations in one trip. And it's a package that's already put together. All you have to do is get there. Mm -hmm. And and I've heard nothing but fabulous things about them. Like what cities? Like what do they do? Give me an example. Well, for instance, one would would, uh, uh, include the Grand Canyon 
and uh, Sedona. Oh wow! So they're not yes. dis- they're not Disney uh, like Disney experiences per se. Just the company of Disney puts these on for families, right? But they do include a Disney type experience because they've got you know these guides who are well versed in in dealing in what to know what to do to entertain anyone from a six year old to a fifteen year old. That's incredible because I would have. Hearing that made me think like, oh, they do um, locations near a Disney, like near no, Florida. Near- no, it doesn't even have anything. And oh, th- they that's do incredible. One- that's yes. so smart. They've thought of everything. I right. Swear they have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So let me change it up for a second because, uh, you know, I think a majority of the listeners of our podcast probably have had kids at some point, but maybe not necessarily so anymore. They've all flown the coop or just, you know, younger couples who are childless at the moment. Uh, What are some of the cities that you would recommend if they had seven days and like $5,000? Okay. Two people, $5,000. I could certainly easily do New Orleans. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. So you could, so someone, so a couple could go to New Orleans for $5,000. Right. You don't, again, it's the timing of the trip. Mm -hmm. Right. You, you don't want to go during the, um, wine and food festival. Okay. Definitely. And certainly not during, you know, Mardi Gras Mm -hmm. either. And you want to try to avoid any weekend where there's going to be a big game. Oh, going okay. on. LSU. Yeah, mm-hmm. LSU often plays in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Or the there. Saints, right? Or the Saints. Or oh, the Saints. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Saints, maybe not even so much. But but especially when it's college, it's it's overrun by yeah. Okay. By yeah, we, frolicking college students. Yeah, you know? we, we caught a taste of that in Tuscaloosa, actually. At yeah. Alabama. We, yeah, we could not we could not find a decent place to stay for that particular right. weekend. So. Yeah, and if you had enough time, <clears> you could divert up. Just a um, couple hours away up to Natchez, Mississippi, which is a fabulous little town is that right, right on the Mississippi River. Wow. Oh. Okay. You know, stay in an old plantation. Okay. Go down on the river walk and-, and um, How do watch you spell the- that, Natchez? N-A-T-C-H-E-Z. Wow. Okay. There you go. Okay. There's a- so N-A-T-C-H-E-Z, Natchez, Mississippi. Okay. And it's how far is it from New Orleans? About a couple of hours drive. Okay, okay. So you could go up there for the night. Oh, that's a you know, great idea. Make yeah. it. You could even go up there, leave early, early in the morning, one morning, and get up there to spend most of that day, part of the next day, and drive back straight to the airport. So oh, that's a you great have to idea. Check out of your hotel and then check back into the hotel. But also, so interesting. There's there are a couple of museums that are right downtown in the French Quarter at Jackson Square. One is called the Cabildo, and it has uh, pretty much the history of New France and oh. and New Orleans. And the um, the the other one next door to it is actually it's turned into actually a hurricane museum. Oh, it it shows. I mean, everything they do have one section in the Cabildo as as well that's just about Mardi Gras. Okay, so you can see the costumes uh-huh. up close. Oh, I bet that's great from like the twenties on and how elaborate they they were. And I then mean, how small just, they are now, and how it doesn't cover anything. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, back then they they probably would be wearing like. 25 pounds of beads and, yes. and and sequins and things like that and headdresses yeah and and whatnot so it's you know there's a lot of interesting things other than just walking around with a hurricane in your plastic cup on right. bourbon street yeah. you know? totally totally yeah the food is spectacular yes i mean it's easy to get uh sort of funneled into 
you know, to tourist here, areas to go, yeah. or whatever. I have to do this, I have yeah. to do that. But there are so many good restaurants there where you can right. get a great meal. I don't know if you remember, but you had planned a trip for James and um, and me and my girlfriend and her husband uh, to New Orleans. And then the hurricane hit. We oh, literally right. were going to be leaving like I, the, like the day or day, three days after the hurricane hit. I remember calling you and I said, do you think we're still going to be able to go? What, <laughs> Katrina? Yes. And I go, do you still think? And she goes, I don't no. Remember She's that. like, I'm canceling the hotel. Oh and I was like, oh, okay. I thought maybe like we could still go in the French Quarter. And, and Judy was like, no, Denise. Nope. Yeah. It's underwater yeah. still. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Bring a boat. I know. We yeah. never ever, I never made it. But um, so, okay. So New Orleans and tell one more city that you think you could do for $5,000. Well, again, I'll mention Santa Fe because okay. you can also include yeah. Albuquerque and Taos. Taos is only about an hour drive from, from Santa Fe. There's also overlooked as horse country and bourbon country. Okay, what's horse Which country? Is, I don't even know what that is. That's Kentucky. Lexington, Louisville. Yeah. That area, Fredericksburg. Okay. And, and th- is that a destination? Well, it, it certainly could be. I mean, for instance, for the kids would love to go to the, the they have, there's one place, one horse racing farm they have there, horse raising farm, I should say, but they raise racehorses and they have a simulator. Oh. Where you could, where you could, they put you in a jockey oh, outfit, cool. nice. and, and they put you on the simulator. But that would be more of a family trip. That wouldn't be for right. a couple. No, it would be a couple's trip because if you don't want to jump on that simulator or go pet a lot of horses, there's a wonderful bourbon trail. Yeah. Oh, okay. Where We're you talking visit about... the dis- the different distillers. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. Um, and I mean, they have. There are companies that actually offer that as a as a packaged program trip. Is it just out of Louisville? For the most part, it'll start in Louisville, but you don't have to necessarily if you don't want to go to Louisville, you don't okay. you know, right. you don't have to. I would never have um, thought of that for a trip. Like if I were to call you and you were to say to me, Oh, why don't we do a horse a horse trail? Yeah, Is that what it's, you called it? Yeah, I it, never even thought of that. It's a beautiful country and okay. and there's a lot of history there as well. Yeah. You mentioned beach vacation earlier and I would um in the past, I've often tried to steer people to beaches that were not nearly as as in the know or whatever. Oh. As- yeah, let's talk about that. Okay, okay. so for so, couples or fam- family, either one. Okay, so for, yeah, so w- let's start with couples. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that that's um, now Destin and uh, that particular coast over there in the, the north up near Pensacola, Pensacola Beach, Destin, Navarre Beach. Uh, Fort Walton Beach, that's become just really, truly overrun. It is. But if you go at a little bit of off time, okay, kids are back in school, go the 1st of October, hurricane season is over. Right. You've got, I'm not saying you have the place to yourself, but you can at least relax without running into people every two inches on the sidewalks. Right. And also just down the beach from there are some great places if unless you're one of those people who has to you know if you're not into like I have to have a museum to go to you know or mm-hmm. or I something to do every day then uh down the down the road is is uh Panama City mm-hmm. beach and yep. Mexico beach and Apalachicola which is a great little town a great little oyster Never catching town no yeah. we were in that uh, area right too we, we missed were. it right yeah. across from there right across the bridge is St George Island which is the most fabulous, one of the most fabulous shelling beaches there is. Oh, wow. Really? And it's all that area is 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 very much less expensive than going to Naples, Fort mm. Myers Beach, 
Fort Lauderdale, you know. Yeah. Now Miami Beach is a whole other animal, but you know, right, yeah. right, for sure, yeah. for sure. A whole different destination, or even over to Orange Beach in Alabama, yeah, right outside, just south of Mobile. Really? Yes. Never it's even heard of beautiful, it. Beautiful, beautiful beaches. Lots of different condos you can rent right on the beach. When did that become a place to visit? Well, I think it's always been by people who live, you know, in the South, let's say Uh Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, maybe even North and South Carolina, um, and in the panhandle of Florida, certainly, because from, let's say, for instance, from Jacksonville, from my house to Orange Beach would be about, I don't know, five-hour drive. Okay. Maybe, maybe not quite a five-hour drive, four okay. and a half. And also, you can fly into Mobile, which is not like having to fly into Lexington or into Montpelier, Vermont, or okay. so. Right. You know, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. you can get a, a direct nonstop flight there from certain certainly lots of different places into yeah. Mobile, and it's very close to Mobile. Huh? And if you want something to do, you can go into Mobile. You know, mm-hmm. in the in the daytime, there's a a huge battleship. That's docked there. Oh, okay. And and so if you're looking for, you know, something interesting to do, there's the Bellingrath Gardens, which are absolutely fabulously well done gardens to to wander through. Uh-huh. So there, you know, there are other things to do. There's great fishing. If you're into like a deep sea fishing experience, you can go out, you know, fishing in the Gulf. Okay. Yeah. Makes and sense. and the beaches never are heard beautiful. Of Alabama could be in a destination for the beach. <laughs> That's incredible. That's incredible for people who are budget conscious. I'm I sure know, it's got to be less expensive than Panama City and stuff. Right. Well, Panama City's you know it's not too bad compared to that Destin for yeah. Walton Beach area now. Right. Right. You know, uh, because they've built communities there now, and and so the the property. The property prices have gone skyrocketing, and so therefore, therefore, all of the you know, in, if you're into VRBO or Airbnb, you know they're going to be more expensive there too. Yeah. So if you live somewhere like in the Dakotas, let's say, or even like Iowa, or let's head this way, like Utah, and you want to go to the beach, would you then recommend like California, or would you still recommend maybe like a Texas beach, or would you recommend Alabama? I think, you know, it, it, you know, depends on what they're looking for. I mean, as far as if they, they're expecting some lovely white sand beaches, I'm not sure I would necessarily recommend Texas because their beaches are more of the Mexico beaches kind of. Yeah. They're a little browner sand mm-hmm. and yeah. and there's there's not quite as much to do down around there. Um, it's mostly a, a, a Texas and Oklahoma people destination to go down to that area okay okay but but there are still there are you know they're like you know where we are now Mm -hmm. you know the beaches are are beautiful jacksonville beach right they're gorgeous at saint augustine and they have a you know i'm not sure i don't think that we drove all the way out to saint augustine beach when you were here last time but if you go across the bridge of lions and and go a little further out there it's just nothing but beautiful beautiful beaches beaches you can ride horses on Beaches oh, you can God. drive your your Jeep on. I even went to a Jeep show out there, and I was scared to death to pull my my SUV out there on the beach. They said, "No, it'll be fine. It'll be fine," and it was. But that's funny. Uh, dune buggies. It's kind of dune buggy central out there. At, oh in, wow! At one of the one of the areas of the beach, and there's some really nice resorts, and they're very um, inexpensive resorts. Okay. You know, there's an embassy suites that has. It's right on the beach. Uh huh. Um. 
And yet next to it, they have built like a, a sort of a little mini a carnival place for kids if you bring your kids. So there's oh, a Ferris wow. wheel. This and, is all near St. Augustine? This is all in St. Augustine, okay. actually. St. Augustine Beach. Which okay. is in Florida. Right. Right. You don't have to sell me. I mean, I love St. <laughs> Augustine. It is such a cool little town. Yeah. So uh, it's great to go in for the day. Yeah. Because from downtown St. Augustine, you're looking at probably 20 minutes Yeah. to get out there. To, to the actual big stretch of beach. And there's everything from cute little clapboard houses you can mm-hmm. rent to, yeah. you know, really nice resorts. As far as American towns go, it's the original gangster. Um, <laughs> everybody thinks it's Jamestown, but it's not. It's St. Augustine. It's right. the oldest city in the United and States. it's been proven. <laughs> yes. And you should definitely check it out. It's a killer town. I want to ask you, because you and I were talking earlier off camera, let's talk about the Carolinas for a minute. You rattled off like three Carolinas and like parts of Georgia. You rattled off like five or six locations that are worth checking out. I think Greenville, South Carolina is definitely because become a, a really, really fun major destination. Okay. There's there's lots to do. They have a beautiful walkable downtown with a park built right in the middle of, of town with its own hiking trails oh, and wow. fountains and, and everything. It's a big foodie destination now. Okay. And you can always go out to the BMW Museum, which is a heck of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. Uh-huh. And, and it's also the home of, of Michelin. Michelin tires. Oh, Michelin tires. Wow, okay. Yeah. All right. And you, they even have a museum. Oh, makes Anybody sense. was interested in going to a tire museum. But, right, <laughs> right. Know. The very first tire in 1919 yeah. or whatever it yeah. was. Yeah. I wouldn't say it would be a long vacation unless right. you're going to include another city with it because you're up okay. that far. You're probably only about um, a four-hour drive up to Asheville. Okay. So you could, Asheville's you could, very popular. you could easily, you know, you couldn't really do Asheville in a day. Mm-hmm. Right. No. But if you, if you, for instance, started in Asheville and ended in Greenville or, you know, vice versa, you could, you could easily put those two towns together. And, and you of could course, patch together a week the, for that. Yeah. yeah. You could, you know, of course, there's the Biltmore. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You know, okay. You mentioned yeah. that earlier. You know, yeah. And, and there's a couple of little fun museums and, and Asheville's also a big, big foodie town now. Oh, yeah. Good yeah, to know. Okay, I have that. just a couple more questions. Oh, go right ahead. Okay, you were talking. Uh, we were asking her about a regional, Georgia. and then we got then we got sidetracked. Oh, yeah, well, no. you mentioned Georgia. I did. Too. Yeah, uh, you did. Uh, so you mentioned Augusta, Augusta. not just for uh, us looking potentially for a residence, but well, it's it's a nice little town with one of those older, old, old, rundown become decrepit downtowns that they have begun to really revitalize. Oh, okay. okay. You know, with brew pubs and and restaurants yeah. and boutiques and that kind of thing. And it sits right on the Savannah River. So if you want to rent a canoe, you can go down the Savannah River in a in a canoe with a lovely uh, boardwalk to and the other side of the river, the Savannah River is actually is actually Georgia. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. And and then Athens is sort of if you're into antiquing, it is like the antique central of the South. Just okay. about it's the Mecca. Is Athens, Got it. yes, of Athens. Athens Georgia. was so popular in like the 80s or yeah. early I remember 90s. while REM the band oh, so came many from people Athens. Like, I'm yeah. moving to Athens. I'm like, okay, go. Yeah. And if you're and if you're going up, you know that way, and if you have the time, then there's a place called Helen, Georgia, which is just it just drops you right in the middle of Germany. Wow, I mean, it's oh, basically kidding? all of the gabled, all of all of the the 
restaurants and and the buildings there and the chalets. What's are the history there? Why is it? It was just well, you know about Fredericksburg, Texas, and how the Germans settled there. Yeah. So settled, the same yeah. thing oh, here, and they wow. do a huge Oktoberfest every year oh gosh, without having go. to go to Germany. You can get, you fun. can go and and, to and experience Helen, Georgia. Yes, and experience Oktoberfest. Oh my gosh, that's very that cool. Awesome. You know, that's fly like a- into Atlanta, drive there, and. You know. <laughs> how did you find that place? Like, where? How did Helen Georgia come up on your radar? When when Bill and I got married, he he loved to to travel by car. Okay, which I was very surprised at. So we did a ton of traveling by car. Uh-huh. Was this a? Town I mean, we you- would even drive to, we would even drive to Montreal from Chicago. From Chicago. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah. So, or we we would drive to, and then we would segue down into Vermont or or even Boston, and um, we would drive to New Orleans. Okay. We would drive down into Florida. We drove to California once. Wow. From <laughs> Chicago. All yeah. of this is from your residence, was, which right. was in Chicago. Right, So we took a different – we tried to take different routes. Right. That's- so this is one time we decided we could put in a couple extra days and segue off at a couple of towns in Georgia. So you didn't know anything about Helen. You just knew it was a town in Georgia. Did you know when you stumbled upon? No, it- I had I looked at. I mean, I had you know researched. I'm like you. I do. I don't just okay. like close my eyes this and point is, my finger. This up is to when the map you were a says, pro. You were like, okay, like we can hit this spot on the way. Well, or- I hadn't actually even at that point in time. I don't think I had actually even become a travel agent. Oh, I yeah? think wow. I was. I think I was still working for okay. uh, Oneida Silversmiths then. Oh yeah. Because I didn't actually become a travel agent until 1998. Okay. And so there was that seven year gap there when I. Bill and I were married because, you know, he was Mr. Mexico. So we always had to go to Mexico at least. Oh, not Mexico again. <laughs> so <laughs> until you- I finally said, you know, there are other things to do rather than lie on the beach and drink margaritas. I remember we talked about this. That. You guys would always go to Acapulco, right? <laughs> the the last time we went to Acapulco was our honeymoon. Oh, okay. We got away from, from Mexico. We we I got it narrowed down because he he had, you know, he had basically about five weeks of vacation every year. How nice. Wow. I mean, he got three weeks regular vacation, and then every time there was a holiday- Yeah, he had it okay, off. Well, so he had a Monday off. You know, I'm was- gonna, yeah, or we're, I'm going to finish court early on Thursday, and, and you know, I'm going to cram everybody from Friday's <laughs> Friday's yeah. docket into, into Thursday. So we've got Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Nice, you know, nice. Kind of thing. Or we'd tack it on to a week. So we did a lot of, a lot of driving. And even after we moved here- you know, he he was always, you know, Mr. New Orleans. He always wanted to stop in New Orleans because we drive home to my home in Texas. Uh-huh. And so either on the way up or on the way back, we'd veer off by 50, 60 miles, you know, from I-10 yeah. and, and go to New Orleans. But um, New Orleans started be- becoming a, a city where it was it was almost too touristy. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, it was just almost too touristy. It felt like that when I was there in the nineties. And, 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 and because of Katrina, happening? because of Katrina, everybody we knew there had moved away. Right. Wow. They moved to Baton Rouge. They retired early and moved to Baton Rouge. They moved to, to Las Vegas. They moved to Philadelphia. They just moved. Yeah. And um so we felt like we hardly knew anybody, you know, anymore there. And there was a, a group uh with the Marine Corps that Bill was with there. And we would meet up with them and and go to the Marine Corps birthday ball every year. Oh, nice! But they got disbanded after, you know, after after 
Katrina. Katrina. Yeah, because yeah. where they're, yeah. they're going to pick a yeah, new I place. Yeah, I think it was only you know. one more time. But, but in any case, so one day I had said when we were going up to Greenville to pick up my car, I said, we're going to swing by Charleston. And he fell in love with Charleston. So re- going back really quick, when did you start to notice that New Orleans was becoming very touristy? What year would you say that was for you? Well, it was so devastated after Katrina in mm-hmm. 2005. Yeah. It really did not even come back to life for another couple of years at okay. least. Easily. I mean, there were so many establishments that were that were permanently shut down then. Right. But- this was an opportunity for companies to then come in oh. and build condos and build more hotels and yeah. more hotels. I mean, the, it, a long time ago, well, even as, as far back as like 2002, 2004, five, there weren't all that many hotels there. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess you're right. You know, the, the, in, in fact, the, and then the casino came in, of course. Okay, and this now, is after Katrina? One, yeah, just the, the one that's right downtown. Okay. I mean, it's right downtown off Canal. So okay. that that's a big draw. And then a Lowe's Hotel went up, and then the JW Marriott went up, and then the they started several small boutique hotels, which is great for the community, for the, the local locals there in the community. Yeah. But it just became so crowded, uh, you know, then. And it's a it, different it became, feel. And, and it is. It's a different feel because before it was the same old people that you knew for years and running the same places and yeah. that kind of thing. And now there's not a face that you recognize. Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't been there after Katrina, okay. so I'm curious yeah. to see what it's like. Oh, it's it's, I, it's sure very it's much changed. Different. Yeah, you know, and and um, it it's it's also right now at this point, it's it's not actually the safest city to travel to. Yeah. Okay, that's you know, why and, we and skipped I have it. To, that's why we avoided and it. And I. I I always I sometimes have to give them, you know, advice about where to go, what part not to go to. Mm -hmm. You know, this is not a place you want to walk around at night. Yeah. This place is just fine. No problem. You know, that that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. So I would have to, you know, I would always include that you know, in my advice to people who are traveling to certain destinations. And, And unfortunately, New Orleans, after they started their resurgence and um, after, you know, probably 2009, 10, they went for a great while of being a pretty safe city. Yeah. And um, and I guess because of all the new building and the new people mm. who had come in and whatnot. But um, that's odd. It just brought in a different element of uh, people. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I just would have to be honest and tell someone exactly, you know, if, especially, you know, if I've been to that place and, right. and I know the different areas very well. Yeah. You know, it's just like somebody going to Istanbul, a couple of girls going to Istanbul and saying, well, I'm like, no, you yeah. do not walk after the sun sets. You do not walk anywhere by yourself. Got right, it. Right. You know, makes sense. Um, okay. So uh, nothing I have- against Istanbul, by the way, I <laughs> love Istanbul. It's yeah. a great Destination. I guess I just use that as what popped into my no, head. No, for oh, sure. There are certain areas. That's a future episode. Yeah. <laughs> not to mention there are just certain, let's be honest, not every place is safe. So we can't sugarcoat it and be like, oh, right. this is like, just some places you should not walk after the sun sets. It's really simple. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. Okay. So let's say New England area that's not Boston. Destination for like, 
you know, I'm the long weekend king. So uh, let's say long oh. weekend, a couple grand, a couple just wants to get away. For the weekend? He's a long weekend person. I'm not. So I've never understood it. And we always clash because he'll say, let's do a long weekend. And, and if I'm going to do a long weekend, my long weekend starts on Wednesday night yeah. and goes and <laughs> goes till Tuesday morning. That's my long weekend. And for him, it was always, always a um, midnight flight on Friday. So it was a red eye. <laughs> and then it was um, Monday like, morning yeah, early. Yeah. And it was kick your ass Saturday and Sunday and then leave Monday at 6 a.m. Yeah. So for me, that was never enjoyable. So I would let I mean, him do his stupid weekends. Well, I, I mean, like, most of that's job driven in yeah. fairness. So it's like I have, if I have Monday to uh, Friday to Monday off and we have a chance to go somewhere and do something as opposed to doing nothing and sitting around on the couch in LA, I'd rather I pick nothing. cram something in. <laughs> I pick but, nothing. To I'm, me, it's I'm not so, enjoyable. So much sort of, of it, with you, I could just turn on the television and yeah. watch some. It's you not know. enjoyable to wake up at six in the morning. It's not enjoyable to be half tired and running through the streets of whatever. So for he and I, sometimes I would just say, go, like you can yeah, go. I'm not, right. it's not enjoyable yeah. for me. I mean, if the boss is calling on Monday morning, you got to be yeah. back at your desk. So that's I, just I think how it, it depends is. on the destination too. Sure. I certainly would have to leave out then Cape Cod or Martha's Vineyard because- Too expensive. To, to, not only that, I mean, depending though, again, on what time of year, Right. after all the summer people leave and you're going to go in October or even, mm-hmm. you know- up to mid-October and, and, and you don't mind having a, a sweater on out on the beach and, you know, that kind of thing. Right. You could do that, but it's difficult to get to for a weekend. You'd spend half your time traveling. Just traveling So those there. would be off the table. Okay. And unfortunately, most of the other places, it's, it's the same situation for if you're just, if you're just a weekender, again, if you're located in Minneapolis or you're located in yeah. Detroit or you're located in Chicago, you could probably do it. You know, right. you know, fly fly into Boston, get your rental car and get the heck out of Dodge and right. drive up, you know, to maybe Portsmouth. Okay. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, I was uh, going to say, Hampshire. like, what if you live in like uh, eastern Eastern Pennsylvania and you just want a road trip for the weekend? Well, you could certainly even drive over to, to to Portsmouth from there. Yeah. Or the and if you're you're living in, in that particular area, of course, or anywhere close, you could also go to the, you know, the Finger Lakes in upstate New York. It's okay. beautiful up there. There's even right. in the wintertime there's even skiing up there. And it's again a lot less expensive destination than Vermont or Colorado, certainly. Yeah. The smaller places you intend to go, the lo- longer time you need to to program in for traveling to get, to get there. there. Right. That's that's actually the problem. Okay. Got you it. Know. Got it. And then my other question is, uh, let's say we were looking to just hit the Midwest, somewhere in the Midwest, and like, sure, we could do a road trip for a week or what have you. Uh, outside of Chicago, what would be what like what would be some of your recommends for that whole region? I loved I I loved Wisconsin. Yeah. I really oh, loved Wisconsin. Okay. Um, we'd go over there whenever we we could. Okay. Um, and it's you know it's from Chicago or pretty much it it was from Chicago I believe, you know to get up to northern Wisconsin. Um, it was maybe a four hour drive. Okay. You know maybe maybe yeah, four and a half morning. something sure. like that. You you could do that. But, you know, the lakes are beautiful. You can go boating on the lakes. You can go to all these old supper clubs or, you know, great, great 
fabulous fish restaurants. Oh. This is in northern Wisconsin. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Somebody, yeah. one of our listeners recommended Door County. Have yeah. You- well, that's what I'm. That's basically oh. what I was talking okay. about. Is Door County this place okay. up in that up. area over and yeah. over and over again? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's great, and and the drive up is 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 pretty easy too because there's a uh, a lot of couple small places where you can stop on the way if you're doing a, a driving trip and even break it up and and spend the night. Wow. So you would recommend Door County? There's Wisconsin. a little place called Two Rivers, actually. Okay. And it's a it's a it's where two rivers come together and don't ask me, I can't remember which two rivers, but it's a great little, little town, little, you know, p- fabulous little just stop overnight place there. Oh, to, and that's to get in Door to, County. To, no, that's not, that's on the way. That's what, that would be between Milwaukee and about halfway between Milwaukee and Door, Door County. Got okay. it. Two great. rivers. It's a town. Yeah. It's so okay. funny because I'd never heard of Door County until like two months ago, and mm-hmm. now I've heard it like three times. So, yeah. and then there's there's another another place which is called Kohler, Wisconsin. Have you heard of that? Uh-uh. Okay, going back to the Germans again. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Mr. Kohler was the one. Uh, you see it on half the toilets and sinks. Yeah, that's and the, him. Same yeah, that's, that's him. Wow. Okay. Well, they built this village and they brought all these German immigrants in. To and house them in this village to to build their factory there. Wow! Oh, but it has now turned into a huge spa and resort, and a what? lot of the rooms have like rain showers and and well, all um, the they're all decked out in Kohler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but it's a very relaxed, you know, atmosphere, and um, they have a, a an award winning dining room called the Immigrant Room. Oh, but wow. you can you can do all, every kind of spa treatment. Plus, they have their showrooms there. Oh, I'm sure they're which fabulous. Which you could you you're know, like you know mouth dropping yeah. showrooms for all of the their yeah the, like six thousand dollar faucets yeah, and stuff. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, and they have a museum, and they have um, oh, what's it called? Black Black's Black Wolf Run, I believe. Is they've even put a golf course in there now. Oh, wow! But they have a couple of rustic lodge places where you can stay if you don't want to stay in the main. So the you know, Germans inn, have turned this into a destination spot of relaxation. Well, I'm not saying the Germans did, but I guess they helped it along. So, yeah, so for to sure. speak, they put it on the map, and then look what happened. But it is wow. definitely a destination in itself, it's, and it's a great spa. I, yeah, I went there a couple times. It's a bad Highly spot. recommend. Yeah. Okay, really quick. When did it start coming up on your radar? When did you start hearing about it, seeing about it? How long ago? Well, this is um, uh, a friend of ours who was in the restaurant business um, in Chicago, opened his own restaurant. And of course, like 90% of the time, it didn't work out. Sure. Yeah. So he went back to work and he got... Uh, a job as the food and beverage manager at Kohler. Okay. So he was. He said, "You've got to come, come up and visit." You've, and the town of Kohler itself is also very interesting, and and mm-hmm. and it's got a beautiful lake there. You can go. Uh, it's big enough where you can go uh, jet skiing on the lake. Even, nice. Because we were up there once at Christmas time. He talked me into getting on his his jet ski thing on the frozen lake. Get I'm like. <laughs> oh, that's crazy! On the frozen Judy. lake. Oh my gosh, that's, that's awesome. craziness! Yeah. No, that's crazy. But, but that's so. That's how I got to know it. And so when when people would ask me, "Well, where's a close place we could go weekend, for instance?" Right, that would always come up. Wow. Okay. That's kind of crazy. I mean, really, you you basically came 
across a little hidden gem from a friend. Like that's and I'll I'll tell you another place, even though it's out of the country, but Uh still very close, is Montreal because it's very easy to fly into Montreal. Yeah, and you could spend you know you could spend all three days in Montreal. If you had four, you could actually spend two days in Montreal, hop on a train. Go the two-hour train ride up to Quebec City and really get French immersed. Oh, wow. And, sure. and then train back, get in a cab, go back to the airport, Get because Bill and I did that quite often. Oh, that's awesome. That's a really so, fun four days. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. And it's still close enough. You you feel like you're yeah. you're in a foreign country, but you know, you've just crossed the border a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So you became a travel advisor around what like what year? How long? 1998. 1998. Uh, For someone who wanted to do what you did so well and still are doing, (laughs) although we're not advertising your services. (laughs) No. No, I'm retired. She will not take your call. She's pseudo retired Uh uh, only for her existing client base. Um, uh, If somebody wanted to get into this industry now with the changes you've seen, what would be your advice for them? Well, I will have to say it's it's a pretty difficult industry these days because mm-hmm. so many, and even more so since COVID, of course, Sure. so many conglomerates have come in and, and bought up companies that um, a lot of times it, it, it ends up that you're no longer a travel advisor. You're pretty much just, you know, booking things. For so you're people. just like doing data entry basically right. and putting it, in it, exactly. Got it. And 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 um it does bother me too a lot that that people will say, well, I'm I'm not gonna name the companies, but they'll say, well, I went, I called up this company. And but but can you tell me this or that or or you know, I'll end up saying you can't stay there. It's like 45 minutes outside of town. You know? Because right. they're just like anything, I they're feel. They're order takers is basically yes, what they are. Yes, you just took it out, the words they out of just, my mouth. They just have a list of hotels and boom, boom, boom. You know, they have a list of tour operators who offer daytime tours from that place. Boom, boom, boom. You yeah. know, so that kind of thing. And So you're and, competing the, the real, the travel advisor that you are, the experience you provide, the travel experience you provide for people. You're literally competing with companies that are just taking calls in, looking at a board and saying, go here. Yeah, go and people there. who haven't even had boots on the ground like you have. Ex- exactly. And that's that's the important part. I was very lucky because by the time I started in the travel business, I had traveled everywhere. I mean, I I traveled to Europe. I, I, I traveled all over the United States. I traveled to Mexico, Costa Rica, Yeah, you know, um, Canada. Mm-hmm. So I had a, you know, I had a lot of hands-on experience. And I think that, you know, I would have to say someone to someone starting out, that's what you really need. Because if you- It's true. You know, I don't even need a map of Paris in front of me to tell you exactly where to go. Right. You know. That's right. hard um, though. Like my my friend just went on a honeymoon to Switzerland. And as she's going to the airport, I'm I'm texting with her and she said to me, I'm so upset. I just found out the girl that booked my trip has never been to Switzerland. And I'm oh, like, that's okay, not that that's not surprising. I was at like, all. that is cannot that can't be uncommon because no. who can afford a trip to Switzerland? You right. know what I mean? So yeah. so but but it would be nice. Like you want to mm-hmm. hire somebody who's been there, you know? And, and I will say the perks are, are still very good, but the the you know commissions are you couldn't I'll just be quite honest unless you did go to work for some big conglomerate you know let's say like A and K Abercrombie and Kent or Talc 
tours or, um, you know, Lindblad expeditions. And even right. they want some experience because they, they're, you know, they, they fit a particular niche. Sure. Then you're not going to get hired in, in a very good position to start out with. You're going to end up being a AAA order taker or, you know, oh, whatever. So I, I hate to discourage anybody, but, and also because people are becoming more savvy and keep people are booking their own BRBOs right. and their own, not everybody wants to stay in a hotel. And I, right. I understand that. Or their Airbnbs, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And they're going online and doing their own airline tickets, you know, and, and they're, and I even try to guide them when they call me, you know, I can give them to certain, I'll, I'll tell, send them to certain heights that I, sites that I know that offer really good tours. Yeah. And there's a couple of them that operate worldwide and they're everything from private, very expensive mm-hmm. to 12 people in the tour and very budget minded. Reasonable. Mm-hmm. Reasonable. Very cool. So, so it's, it's not really necessarily a, um, you know, not not something I would tell anybody to get into an industry. I would, oh, I would tell them, unfortunate. I'm, I'm sorry, but- I get it. I know. You know I think anybody who's paying attention to travel knows that the landscape has changed, specifically, like even more so in the last couple of yeah. years, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, But however, we went through a period with the internet. I can do my own, I can book my own hotel. I can book my own airfare. I can, and that, that went on for about a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then I found that all these people came back to me. Oh, yeah. I would agree. Because they, I, yeah. they had no clue what they were doing. A friend that I play bridge with, and she and another couple, uh, her husband had just had a knee replacement. but So he was doing okay, but, you know. And the other couple, they had had a hip replacement. Oh. And he was still kind of on a cane. And they were going to uh, go on a cruise, which was would be great, because then you can decide if you want to get off, feel like it that day or not. Mm-hmm. But uh, they had booked four days in Amsterdam at an Airbnb. Somehow, um, the little detail of it being on the third floor with no elevator at their Airbnb got missed. Oh, no. How did they do it? <laughs> it was a struggle, she said. But, oh, you know. That's terrible. That yeah. that She see- and the other woman had to end up dragging the suitcases up and down by themselves, oh, of Lord. course. And-, and see, then that takes away from me. I'm always about the experience, meaning like, I don't want my last memory to be that. Yeah. I want my last memory to be the restaurant I went to or the site I saw right. or the people I met. But inevitably, when you go on a trip where like it was really difficult to get there, you had to wait a long time, the lodging was terrible, that's all you talk about. Yeah. And it that's the worst. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, I think we're going to wrap up this episode. Okay. Uh, you will be back, I hope, <laughs> for many more because we have a lot of questions for you globally. Okay. Um, and I'm just going to tease it right now. The next time you hear from Cousin Judy, we are going to be talking cruises. So that's it for this week. And we will see you soon. Take them out. Empty nest, full tank. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.